very thankful that all of you are here. I gave out salt packets this morning. If you would like one, you can have one. I've got three still in my pocket. And uh, it's, um, if you don't take one, I will be able to use it on my eggs every day. <laughs> and uh, you want one? All right, well here you can have, can have two of these. Hallelujah. There you go. The ushers have some in the back as well. They'll walk through here a minute. And uh, just, it, it was uh, because of, and I, I put, I don't know, the fourth or fifth slide. I don't have the, <clears throat> the thing, but that salt preserves. It holds back corruption and decay. It flavors, it's invisible, it penetrates, it spreads, it's irrepressible. In other words, you can't stop the effect of it. Uh, you can put it on something and if you wipe it off, it's still going to taste salty. And that's because salt has an impact. And yet the Lord in Matthew, the fifth chapter, said, you are the salt of the earth. And if you're not salty, you're going to be trodden underfoot and cast out and let men will, trod, will walk on you. And, and I, I want you to understand, and I, I am not trying to be a prophet of doom, but I don't care who you are, whether you're here or whether you live in Ohio or whether you live in Singapore or wherever you are in the world, I'm going to tell you something. This world is going to walk on you before it's over. You're going to be run over by some spirit, by something, and, and it doesn't matter. And the only way I know to fight the spirits that are coming after the world. And, and, and I, you know, you say, well, uh, it's not here. Well, go with me to Sam's on a Saturday and just look around at people, you know. And, and I watched as a lady said, when are you going to get hand sanitizer? We need hand sanitizer. And ma'am said, ma'am, we ordered it. I don't know. I, we've got to have this. And where are the other? And then I I'm just listening to this and I'm thinking, do I stay here and try to interrupt a fight or do I just move on? And uh, the, the panic, the fear, the anxiety, the stress. And then when you see all of these other things, my wife uh, talked about a cruise and I, you know, the, the fact of, you know, people feeling like and 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 you you hear the reports of them sending out reports of how you know there's a cruise ship with 3000 people on it and the government gets a helicopter and flies in uh, 220 test kits and and you're thinking whoa where's the numbers here maybe my math i don't know that you just that you flew in 220 test kits on a boat that's got over 3,000 people on it. And, and, you know, and people are saying, well, they won't test you until you're, you know, you got bad symptoms. And that's how we're getting the numbers. And that once we find all of this and they, they test all the crew and come to find out, Lord bless us all, 19 of 23 crew members had it. And uh, so, hallelujah. I, you, you, these are... 
And, and then you read of locusts and you read of earthquakes and you, what are you saying? Our world is rocking and reeling, but we can be salt in this hour and stop the, the spread of all the, <clears throat> stop all the penetration of the, the rot. We can stop all the stuff that's going through. And I, I don't know, uh, <clears throat> here it is. When you look at, at what salt does, and I know we use it to kill ice, and uh, that, that might be even a good thing I should have added to that slide. When you get cold-hearted, get a little salt and fire. It'll knock the ice off of you. Whew, I didn't even think about that one last night when I was making these slides up. Here it is. Uh, but uh, go ahead. Uh, forward, we'll go down to the slide we stopped on this morning, which was uh, the one, let's see, I believe it is the end of Luke. 10th chapter in the 17th verse where it says notwithstanding in this rejoice that our names are the, not that the spirits are subject to you. Why? Because I want you to know the Lord came to destroy the works of the devil. And the fact is that because we are a new name written down in glory. So what did Paul say in Corinthians? That's the next slide. We'll just keep going and just a few more and we'll stop. And it's been a great service. I appreciate all of you being here. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. This is, of course, after a lot of other writings, Paul begins to close his book to the Corinthian church. And it says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. And then he describes Christ as the last Adam. I know we may have some Adams in here. Your name may be Adam. But when Paul was writing, the last Adam was Jesus. Why? Because what he was saying is the first Adam lost dominion. The Lord gave him dominion and authority in the garden. He said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. dominion. Genesis, the first chapter. And so Adam had dominion over the air. And what did he do? He turned it over basically to Satan and said, it won't be me now. I will give you that authority and dominion and power. And so Amazingly, Jesus himself, when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, refers to himself the most as the Son of Man. He will talk about himself as being the Son of Man. Now, man in the Greek is different than man in the Hebrew. We know Jesus spoke Aramaic. But in the Hebrew, that would be saying the Son of Adam. So when Jesus spoke, he was saying, I am the son of Adam. Why? That's why God had to robe himself in flesh. That's why God had to become mankind to break the loss that Adam 
had had in the garden. And he had to have a blood sacrifice and it couldn't be an animal. So it had to be his own blood that was shed to break the hold of the enemy. I told you this morning that by we read it in Colossians where he said, where did we get this authority? It was nailed to the cross whenever he, the forgiveness of our sins and the removal of the ordinances that was against us and then the, the release of the fact that all things he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them publicly and so when you recognize that in fact the Lord when he was on Calvary he was taking back all the authority that the devil has to destroy us that's why he's easy to say greater is he that is and so when a person says, you don't know how long it's got a hold on me, it's had a hold on me for 20 years, it's had a hold on me for 30 years, it has no weapon. It has no authority. If you want deliverance, and you say, well, I want it, but I just can't. Let's get some accountability, let's get some, not by your might, nor by your power, but by the Spirit stay full of the Holy Ghost. And, and I'm here to tell you, that's what Paul was writing. He said, Howbeit, that was not which is spiritual, but that which is natural. Afterwards, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is of, of the Lord from heaven. And as it is, is the earthy, such that are in the earthy. Uh, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Now, let me stop there. I read that and it was confusing, but let me say it again. The first man is of the earth, earthy. How many have the Adam nature that is earthy? Some of y'all are just totally spiritual. I should see the palms of every hand. Yeah, come on. You've got that old sin nature. Okay, so do I. That's why. Okay. The second man is of the Lord, is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. But now you don't have to stay earthy. Amen. Well, everybody, God understands we're just earthy. He understands if you want to be earthy, but he's given you an option that you can be spiritual. You can stay earthy and deal with everything from an earthy way, or as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Notice it didn't say such is he that is heavenly, but what? And that's why he calls us the, what? The body of Christ. Meaning that if we're part of his body, then we're going to be spiritual. Does that make sense? I mean, if the first Adam was earthy and the last Adam was spiritual, you decide which body 
you want to stay more attached to. And you go, well, I, uh, he understands that I'm earthy. Yes, he considers your frame. He knows that. But he's made a way through the power of the blood and the resurrection of the Holy Ghost, the authority that you can all of a sudden, I don't care. You know, you know my dad my dad dropped me on my head and my mom was mean and I, I've been living in a horrible, I don't care. I can become spiritual through the power. I'm a new creature in Christ. Jesus, old things are past. I don't care how many years I've been earthy. I can choose today. I want to live a spiritual, godly life and God will allow me to be part of the body. Go ahead. Next slide. So here's why Paul wrote it like this to the church at Colossae. He said, and he is the head of the what? Body. So we can be part of what? His body. The church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Now who is that talking about that was the firstborn from the dead? Who is it that died that was the first one to get up out of the grave? Jesus, right? Okay. That in all things he might have what? Preeminence. Now in Revelation, it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, John saw this vision, and he says, The first begotten of the dead. And then he also called him the prince of the kings of the earth. He's the prince, not the devil. We call him the prince of power of the air, but in reality, after Calvary, the Lord stripped all of the dominion from the devil. The prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us what? Kings and priests unto God and his Father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever whenever he gave that originally to Adam when the second, the last Adam the second Adam got up from the grave unto him. He came back with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he had all authority and power and dominion. That's why in Matthew he tells his disciples, all authority and power has been given unto me. Go ahead, next slide. Psalms, the 89th chapter, was a prophetic psalm about the Messiah. And it said, he shall cry unto me, thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Also, I will make him my firstborn, my firstborn. He's talking about Jesus, higher than the kings of the earth. One of the saddest scriptures in the Easter story is found in John the 19th chapter. When the Jews came to Pilate, and Pilate probably sarcastically looked at them 
and said, Behold your king. And do you know what the chief priest answered? The chief priest said, We don't want him. We have no king but Caesar. No king but Caesar. I'd rather serve Caesar than I would to serve that guy. Can you believe they would make that kind of a statement? Go ahead, next slide. These are my last couple of slides. What they didn't realize is he was going to go through that trial as a whipped, lost cause. But he was coming out of that grave in three days. And they didn't realize at that moment they were rejecting the king of glory. It's kind of like you ever jumped in a pool and dove underwater? Ever seen anybody do that? You look, a few seconds, a few moments, all of a sudden their head pops up. Most of us don't freak out at that moment and go, I wonder what happened to their body. Most of us know that whoever dove in, as soon as their head pops up, the rest of them's gonna come up out of there <laughs> when Jesus dove into the grave for three days and the head of the body popped out you know what I decided I want to be part of his body <laughs> that's why Simon Peter wrote blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ unto which hath according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope a lively hope not a dead we're barely going to make it but a lively hope how did he do it by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead when Jesus got up that gave me the opportunity to have a hope that passes understanding I don't care what's going on in my house I don't care what's going on in the world I have a lively hope to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time that's why you greatly rejoice <laughs> do you hear it you're not I'm not rejoicing because the coronavirus has a hold of the world I'm not rejoicing because you know people are buying toilet paper like crazy I'm not rejoicing because you can't find 
hand sanitizer anywhere. I'm not rejoicing because locusts are eating. The, but I have a lively hope. You don't understand. And I'm greatly rejoicing. Though now for a season, even if you're in heaviness through manifold temptations at the trial of your faith. Go ahead. Being more precious than of gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of <clears throat> why are you singing like this and why are you rejoicing because the Lord could come tonight and I want to be found in praise and honor and glory. I want to be found in praise and honor and glory at the appearing of while the rest of the world is pulling their hair out and trying to figure out what to do. I'm, God gave me a song that the angels cannot sing. I've been washed in the blood of the crucified one. 